welcome back everyone to another episode of EastEnders Weekly, where we discuss the BBC soap EastEnders. Officially, unofficially, discussing the soap mm. of EastEnders. We're not getting paid, basically. That <laughs> yeah, basically, we're unpaid. We're unpaid. We're lackeys. <laughs> we just do it for the fun of it. Yes, and I am joined by Alex this week. Hello. Hello, and I am joined by Charlie the Cat. Hello, Charlie. Meow. Lovely. Yeah, there is a cat in here again. Two weeks in a row now. I know, so... he likes joining us for these conversations. Though yes. he does cause trouble and noise, but it's fine. <laughs> and I am Ben, the host with mm. the most fans. I think, Charlie, you have got the most fans. <laughs> as there was a uh, comment this week from our favourite Ben Mitchell Twitter. No, he's back that, again. Um, I'm not wanted. Just the camp one, which is Ben. So <laughs> we think. Mm, I it think changes you know. every week. So. Does it? He found you, didn't he? He found you on um, a dating site, didn't he? <laughs> oh, <week. yeah. laughs> that wasn't me. No, I'm not on dating sites anymore, sadly. Nine oh, wow. Years. I'm, I'm sat here with our with our love child, which is a big black furry <laughs> puff of nothing. Oh, well. My love child is in Wolford. Is he? Because it's, it's EastEnders. Of course. Of course. And we are discussing the episodes that were broadcast between the 12th and the 16th of August. And before we go any further, we've got some celebrations to incur, which is our Bex passed her A-levels and that's thus ending Bex's revision storyline. That's right. But not the end of Bex's I'm worried about everything that no, follows storyline. She's still worried about things. But, no. you know, we're moving on. We are moving on. So we'll, that's most important this week. We'll be talking about that anon. In fact, next. But... It's quickly one thing we need to tidy up, and that is the results of Martin Fowler's Five a Day last week. Because I left it open for anyone to give us their answers to the oh, rest Aunt of the Sal. answers. To Aunt Sal's appearances on EastEnders. And these were the ten that we were hoping that you guys would know. So there was Grant at Tiffany's wedding in 97. Oh, that's an Jamie, one. Jamie Mitchell's funeral in 2003. They're in chronological order. <laughs> so that's the oldest you'll have. Sam Mitchell's wedding to Andy Hunter in 2004. Really? Phil Mitchell's wedding to Stella Crawford in 2007. The one when, was she pushed or did she jump? <laughs> yes, ask Ben. <laughs> that's also the one when they had the balloons with Phil and Stella's face <laughs> on them. And I always wanted one of them. Peggy and Archie's wedding in 2009. Ronnie and Jack's wedding. She was uninvited in 2011. Roxy and Alfie Moon's wedding in 2013. Sharon and Phil's wedding in 2014. She turned up on Peggy's request to ruin it. Oh yeah, I do remember that. Peggy's funeral in 2016. Ronnie and Jack Branning's 2017 wedding. And then yeah. Ronnie and Roxy's funeral the following month. Mm. Yeah, So there we go. There were the, all the instances Aunt Sal came onto the soap for a wedding or a funeral. So her next appearance maybe her own funeral, maybe. She's quite elderly. I'd like to see Aunt Sel back because she yeah, has a more. viper's tongue. She can tongue. come around for Christmas for the Keanu reveal just to have one line. Christmas or February 2020? Oh, yeah, well, whenever it is. 20. Whenever the reveal is, Aunt Sel needs to turn up for a meal. Yeah. That's what needs to happen. Mm-hmm. So, um, yes, we've got the Bex storyline where everyone in the UK received their A-level grades this week and EastEnders were in keeping with getting Bex's grades and she got the grades she needed but not the grade she wanted. No. I think she wanted to fail. <laughs> yes, she, she did. She sat there clinging to her brown envelope, um, flirting with Mick. I mean, she's... No, warning signs again, isn't there, Beth? Yeah, I know. She's going through them, Gavin isn't she? Pro- Gavin. We had Gavin, didn't we? Her teacher, yeah. yes. We had Kush in the shower. Yeah, yeah. There was a third one, but I can't remember at the moment. Well, 
potentially Danny Dyer. Yeah, now potentially Mick as our mm. next subject. Yeah, there's a bit just of, like Auntie Michelle. There's a bit of upset that um, technically Bex had cheated to get those grades because she, she? well, she used stimulants. <laughs> She did. She used a stimulant mm. in order to like help the Olympics. her. Exactly. If this was the Olympic Games. If this the was... Olympics of Elephant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If this was the Wolford 10K and they mm-hmm. drug tested her, she'd be eliminated. Oh, yeah. Medals thrown away. Taken away they from her. don't care her. in the 10K because Mick Mitch. Mitch cheated. No one cared about that. Mm. So no one cares about her A-level cheating. Well, apparently not. Because... Yeah, didn't she go off them before the exam? Wasn't it just a revision she was using them for? I Yes, but at the same time, you could say that there was an enhancement leading up to it. Although it wasn't that much of an enhancement, I don't think, because she Actually, went a bit nut yeah, bar, didn't she? Really? It didn't help her at all because she ran away and yeah. missed some education, really. Wait, she so. missed an afternoon. She wasn't gone for long, was she, really? <laughs> she has a lot of makeup on her and back home. So. A lot of makeup that had run from her face. <laughs> and Stuart was, there. Stuart was always there to the rescue. He was to the rescue this week as well, mm. which we'll discuss a bit later. But um, yeah, so... I, I can see the point that she did cheat, really. But at the same time... Oh, just give her a break. Give Bex that one. No, she's, I don't want to give Bex a break. She's the last fowler. <laughs> she she needs something. But she doesn't want to go to university because Sonia found on her laptop that she was looking at, you know, university or just go straight into work. What's, oh, yeah. what's the best <laughs> that solution? That weird website. <laughs> yeah, the very specialist website. Mm. You can find that on UCAS form. <laughs> I mean, even the BBC Stenders um, tweeted, Sonia's dreams come true. Bex got her results. Mm. So like, even... The official Twitter account of saying this is Sonia's dream, yeah. not Bex's. So poor old Bex, she's got too much pressure. It was she's opening wasn't it? up to elder men and hoping for the best, like us all. I mean, what is what is Bex's plan though? If she doesn't go to Oxford. I mean, is she going to stay in Wolford and find a job? I mean, there's not really a lot of prospects. She work on Wolford. the family stool on the fruit market. With the fruit vegetable. It's been in the family for years since <laughs> World War One. <laughs> but there's nothing there for her. There's nothing. There's even if she does does decide not to take the educational route, really, there's nothing there. She could for do her. like uni online. What open university for the next four years? Her storyline will be her revis- revising on a laptop. Well, it, the BBC would like that as well because they like they are part of the open university program. Mm. So yeah, why not? That's it. Do an mm. online course. It's a bit tricky, isn't it, Bex? Like I kind of I don't mind her, and I kind of like her being there because she's like the last Fowler, apart from like Lily Fowler and Arthur, but they're babies, mm. so they won't have a stolen for ages. But she's at that age, the same as Louise, where she can, she's nearly into like adult storyline territory, but she's a bit too old for like teenage stories. So she's a bit in like a weird place, but I don't want her to go. No. Because I feel there is, they could do something with her, but they just need to grow her up a bit. She's a bit like, like adult storyline. Yeah, a bit like what what became a Whitney, I suppose. Mm. Like Whitney went from being a teenager, but then she had quite an adult storyline to kick her into yeah. the soap to start with when she was being groomed. Because a lot of people like give her slap for me not being the best actress, but I don't think she's that bad. She's bad. When actress she's given the material, yeah. she's, she's all right. And, you know, we need a fowler on the square. And mm. So, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a tricky thing what you want to do with Bex, really. Like, could she go to uni and still stay in Wolford? Because Dottie's coming back and she's at uni. I mean, I'd rather that they did that. I'd rather that they kept her at university, but maybe for her to draw it back a little bit and say, I don't really want to go to Oxford or Cambridge. Yeah, I'll go to Wolford. <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah. I'll go to Wolford University or whatever mm. the uh, alternative is that nearer to home. Mm. But, but, you know, you don't even have to be specific or if there is one near home. And so then she can stay at home because, yeah. you know, otherwise there's only Sonia and Stuart rattling around in Dot's house. Well, they've got to make room for Dottie, you see, because yeah, if Dot's back and Stuart's Sonia, that only leaves one room. And that's Bex at the moment. 
So someone's going to have to leave that house. Maybe Stuart yeah, and Rainy Dot's... get a drug den together or something. Dot sleeps downstairs, doesn't she, in the dining room? Mm, and there's three bedrooms upstairs. Oh, right. We're sticking I... to the rules here. But, it's did... not the Slater house. I was about to say, did the Slater stick to the rules? <laughs> no. And they even made a joke of it this week about it when Kush mm. said to, to Kat about um, you fit 30 people in here last year. I mean, maybe Dottie and Bex can share in Jay's weird flat share with Billy. Oh, or share with Robbie. Robbie's oh. handing out flies to share flats. I'm not talking about him yet. <laughs> I refuse to put into more than we need. It's interesting that they've given Robbie a, a storyline. Is it? Well, it is because we we were adamant that like that that was Robbie's big moment <laughs> that week where he's, he kidnapped his own child. No, 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 no more for Robbie. Robbie yet, I'm afraid I'm not ready. But um, yeah, it's like a problem of what to do with Bex. I suppose what they were aiming at is having Bex and Louise team up as the new Sharon and Michelle with a baby and. Like Michelle was, but it's the ex swapped. Oh, I see. Isn't it? Yeah. I suppose that's what they could do. I, I'm not. I'm not that fussed about that, to be honest with you. I suppose. I suppose Bex is a bit like Michelle because she's got a lot of potential, but she kind of feels drawn back to wanting to stay mm, in Wolford family. Yeah. I mean, that's such a strange juxtaposition, though, because when Bex was first introduced, she was adamant she wanted to get out. Of Wolford. She didn't want to stay. She was that, you know, she was an emo, you know, she oh, yeah. was, you know, and she didn't really want to be about. And mm. now she's adamant that she wants to start work and doesn't want to go to university. Yeah. To the point that she's sick in the toilet when she gets pushed and pushed she and pushed by drink. Sonia. Even Bernie noticed. But I, I don't think she'd been drinking. It's just that Sonia's pressure is constant on her that she's just had enough. She was telling Shrimpy, for heaven's sake, the grades <laughs> that Bex had. Shrimpy didn't care. Martin don't care either. Shrimpy was busy looking after three stalls. At Someone the time. who does care though is Kathy. Kathy always there. Cares. Kathy said hello to Martin Kat. on the on the phone. Yeah. She's like, "What about that?" Mentions Pauline as well, which we enjoy. Yeah, yeah. Only, a few weeks ago, we asked for something like that, and they pop, plopped it in. <laughs> so um, yeah, your nan would be proud. Nice plop, Kathy. Well done. Pauline would have sorted her out by now. Well, Pauline is the you know the Lou Bill, wasn't mm, she? She exactly. she sorted she out, the sorted out Bex. In an angry tone, though. She would have slapped out those pills out of her ass. <laughs> yeah, she wouldn't have been pleasant about it. In fact, she would have blamed Sonia for everything. Well, it's oh, Sonia yeah. that needs to be knocked down. We're blaming pla- Sonia. So. I was going to say, it's Sonia. So really, we needed Pauline to knock down mm. Sonia a little bit. Pull it in, Sonia. Pull it in. <laughs> yeah, live your own dreams and let Becky yeah. live her own. Just because you're a nurse and not a doctor. <laughs> and the first time you ever saw a doctor was two years ago. Just pull it in. Right, so next up, we have the Carters, who have a storyline again. First mm. time this year, it seems. They've been, like, missing in action, haven't they, the Carters? Well, they've so. had a well-due rest, to mm. be fair, because they were so, so much on the show last year. Mm. And he got his 100th Duff Duff, Mick did, this week, we were told, on Wolford Web. Yes, so. thank you, Wolford Web. Yeah, 100 already. It's mad, isn't it? Like I said, though, last year, he must have got about half of those. Yeah, 50, <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, so we've got the Mick mental health um, storyline, where we all thought it was a heart attack all week but it wasn't a heart attack it was a panic attack yes and um, typical eastenders nurses don't have the bed best bedside manner again well and also don't have the drugs or the medicine to give him so they just hand him a brown yeah, paper bag you'll be right, <laughs> it's a brown paper bag just breathe into that. that that's my diagnosis that's my prescription now leave yeah because last week we had the news of linda who was like who phoned him and stopped him going to hospital because she was like, I had urgent news have to get back oh an abnormal smear yeah so Mick feels like the, his problems is nothing in comparison to what Linda's problems mm. is, and so I, he's keeping it all to himself. Yeah. No secrets, Ben. No more yeah, secrets. No more secrets. I just I hate this trope that they use in soaps or all TV, where someone's got something wrong with them, but they don't say. It's so mm. annoying because it never happens in real life. Or <laughs> well, it might happen occasionally in real life, but the way he was like 
pressuring Linda to not miss the hospital appointment because she can't be ill. And then he was doing exactly that. It was like, for God's sake, this is just story for story's sake. Like, yeah, this wouldn't happen in real life. No, I know. And and, and the fact that, the, as I jokingly just said, that the Mick and Linda are meant to be not keeping secrets from one another anymore over mm. Ollie and about themselves and their own personal health and their yeah, personal issues. Everywhere. They're just keeping secrets from each other still. And it just kind of ruins any connection with them. I mean, there's only so long that surely they can just keep saying, oh, I forgive you for not telling you. Oh, I can forgive you. I mean, yeah. th- their, their relationship is probably one of the most strained on the square and yet seems to seems to survive it every time. Yeah, I see them as like two separate characters now. They don't yeah. seem to be together, but the actors want them to stay together. So it seems like the writers have kept them. Mm. But yeah, it just they just seem like I was saying to you earlier. I don't even see Mick as like a real character anymore. I just see him as Danny Dyer. Yeah, it's like really on strange. The show. I mean, he's. I have no attachment to Mick or anything because of all, everything that's gone on he's really loved outside of the show like by mm. the viewers um and again he you know the story wasn't a bad one the fact that you know Stuart and his son and his his wife and the running of the pub that's not mm. making enough money and so it's all adding up all adding up and it's a, it's a valid illness mm. that would occur you know you yeah but it's just the fact that he kept stress. like not going to the hospital and not mm. telling him it's like really but then when he did go to the hospital as you said they just dismissed him and he <laughs> felt true. embarrassed he was sat on the bed looking all kind of like mm. a child like wah wah and he's kind of felt really embarrassed mm. that he'd wasted the nhs's time because he's a man is that is that where they're gonna go he's not opening his feelings yeah i mitch, think so maybe he's trying to look butcher in front of mitch and not letting Stuart help and things but again with mick had that storyline with Lee, when Lee had that mental illness storyline, mm, depression, yeah, and he, you know, and he said, you know, you need, you've got to crack open that nut, you know, you've got to talk to me about these things, Lee, and you know, it ultimately led to Lee leaving because he didn't open up. Mm. Again, an example which Mick should uh, follow from but, himself, yeah, yeah, from his own family, and now he's not doing it because he needs, you know, he feels like he's manning up and doesn't need to reveal any of this. I mean, it'd be good if he could maybe Stuart's endeavouring to become his best friend again but um obviously it looks like mitch is going to be more of a friend for mm. mick and you do understand that the carters probably don't want Stuart around no of course not and i completely sympathize yeah. with that and I, I would have hated it if after tonight's episode when Stuart helped mick get to the hospital mm. he was like oh all's forgiven don't you worry yeah. about it let's be best friends because i know they're on like the redemption Stuart train hype at the moment but you got to remember all the things he did do to the Carters, mm, so but, that but, can't be. Forbidden. And also, you say this redemption about Stuart, but there was also a, a scene this week with Stuart um, when he was defending Rainey, um, and you saw a bit of the old Stuart pop out mm. in that moment. Although I'm fully left that if he means getting <laughs> yeah. Max. Oh no, so, completely. Because I... Max is just being horrible as usual to both of them. Yeah. For no reason, and then yeah, Stuart like said, "You watch out, see how." loose my screw is and stuff yeah so. yeah so really liked it got her on well it got off. her hot didn't it yeah she's off been and on. She's, yeah, well, <laughs> she was hot all under the collar mm. and every place you know so this relationship between him and rainy is back on i'm presuming yeah, kind of official yeah it's official stainy is the hashtag everyone <laughs> lovely. apparently lovely i'm sure there'll be lots of stainies on those <laughs> bed sheets just don't let honey see them you know they are going to be very very destructive for one another we've said this hundreds of times already on the podcast and i do think that will possibly be the undoing of Stuart. and again looking at the mitch and mick friendship where mick may open up with mitch i think Stuart will get jealous of yeah, mitch i do take... oh i hope so i do so yes 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 so to be I fair to Stuart, I was going to say, to be fair to Stuart and his anger issues, at least he's directly directing them at the right people. Yeah, Max and Mitch. Yeah, exactly. Eminem. 
So he's directing them in the right direction. That's true. And so we're happy. I'm on the Stuart train then. I was going to say, choo-choo. <laughs> Get on the Stuart train. One last thing about um, the Carters is mm. that Linda talks to Jean this week as well. And she sees that Jean's recovery is going quite well. And oh, so, yeah, she's like being positive. And, yeah. Yeah, so she's worried. So I think Linda's picking up the same positivity about perhaps mm. this, this smear test, the second smear test she's got to take. Perhaps isn't as bad. It's just, you know, it's abnormal perhaps just because something got missing or something mm. went a bit wrong. But Ollie's gone a bit quiet as well, so I'm a bit upset that they're not really talking about Ollie that often either. Too much illness. A lot of illness. I was about to say, well, not illness, because lot... Ollie's not got an illness, but like a lot of medical things going yeah, on in this place. The Carters might need to do one of those ancestry tests <laughs> and just find out if there's like a history of all these illnesses that seem to just all be popping up at the moment. It's Shirley's turn next. Nah, Shirley's Anger too busy. Issues. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Smoking issues and drinking. Right, so we are going on to our feature next which is another section of first till last right so we are here with another episode of first till last where we go through pick a character and talk about their time on the show from their first appearance all the way up to their last yeah the very first episode to the very final episode and some episodes are quite impactful and some episodes are a bit wet and not really worth discussing quite so much in Mm. detail. So yes, the character we're doing this time is Carmel Jackson, who was on the show from 86 to 89. So way back in the beginning, in case people don't know who she is, she was a professional woman, health visitor of the community of Walford. She was. She she, uh, had her roots in Walford and she was the good child of a set of two because her brother was the one who was a bit wayward and she wanted to show to her parents that she could go to university and get the qualifications and she Mm. did that, got her health visitor qualification and worked for the Walford Council and was first introduced only as a bit character to look after Michelle and her child, uh, Mary and her child Mm -hmm. and Sue Osmond as well with uh, Little Ali Osmond. Three very difficult cases. Yes. With covering a range of topics. <laughs> she was very much in demand, wasn't she? And she was always put on to by people, always mm. constantly. Like if she would have a break or a lunch a lunch hour, she'd constantly have people asking her questions and asking if they can you know, have them visit. And, you know, she was very much uh, almost under everyone's thumb, really. Mm. She always... I think one of her character descriptions was one of those patient women in Wolford. And that's kind of the case, because wherever she went, another caseload got put on top of her round every single corner mm. but um she's quite a modern woman because uh, she had she came from quite a christian family and um she later on she had a storyline about an interracial relationship as well yes yeah, so it a bit, went a bit sour didn't it with matthew a guy mm. she met called matthew and they you know in a funny way it was a bit sad that they did that because it was a, it was breaking walls that there was this interracial relationship and she was mm. telling her family that you know it's okay because you know, her family were the ones who were a bit against it. Her brother Darren was against her having a white boyfriend. Mm. They said that the Even culture... Darren's kids were as well. Yeah, well, I think Junior just didn't like him um, very much. But, mm. you know, they, they said that, you know, with culture being very different, that, you you know, it won't last and it would be an uphill struggle throughout. But she pers- persevered. But then, unfortunately, not that they were right, but obviously the way that Matthew became was um, a bit tricksy and uh, unfortunately then a domestic violence storyline uh, developed mm. for her. Which, um, that's going quite into the 
end of her storyline. Mm. I mean, the beginning of the storyline, she actually dated Calvin. Yeah, right at the beginning, yeah. she dated Calvin. Which was really weird, like... Well, it was a weird era, wasn't it? Right in 85, 86, when a lot of the kids, you, which you were 15s... Or growing just, up too fast. <laughs> yeah, growing up a bit too fast. And they seemed to be dating, like, early 20-year-olds. Mm. You know, Ian was doing it, and so was Sharon. Sharon was flirting with um, Lofty at the time. Yeah, and Simon. And... Yeah, and Michelle obviously had the child with Dirty Den. Yes. Again, at 15, so... <laughs> You know, it was, it was a weird time mm. at the beginning of the show where they seem to be okay with relationships happening in this mm. in this but way. But her and Calvin just looked weird. It didn't look right. Well, ultimately, she was such like a professional woman. Yeah, and he was just in college. But he was young. He wanted to have a good time, and ultimately, that's what kind of broke them up, wasn't it? Because she saw him as being a bit immature. Well, they kept playing board games. Well, sort yes. of nights out, and she was like. Mm. But no, see, I think I would have thought she would have enjoyed that because they, they were quite intellectual board games as well. It was Trivial Pursuits and this is something. Tri- it's Trivial Pursuit, isn't it? It's not Trivial Pursuits. Uh, yeah, yeah. They I keep pluralising the game as well in, in uh, the early episodes. Anyway, little bugbear of mine. <laughs> it, was, it was quite serious games they were playing for, the, the again, the ages that they were, 16, 17. And, but Kamel didn't like the parties that Calvin wanted to go to and wanted to hang out with all his friends. Well, the crack dens, no. no. Not her place. No. Crack dens is what she's meant to be, like, getting rid of, not uh, encouraging. So after she broke up with Calvin and that ended, she sort of disappeared off screen because she wasn't ever a regular character. She was just, like, every now and then. And then they decided to bring her in full time, so they gave her a prof background and they gave her the family, which we mentioned, which was Darren and the boyfriend of Matthew. Yes. So Darren was the first to be introduced, and he's, as I said, he was a bit, a bit wayward. Would um, be a bit of a dodgy geezer, like would sell his own mother if it meant he got a profit from it. Um, but he didn't have a very good relationship with his family either. And Carmel was really the only member of the family that he still mm. had good contact she with. She always made excuses for him as well, which I thought was strange. Like mm. She was almost blind to how awful he was. Well, like being such a professional woman that she was, you you always thought her moral high ground was higher. Yeah, but really, when it came to her family, I suppose she um. Well, she makes it, as you said, she would make excuses for him, and he he kind of dodged his way into living with her as well, because all she had was this one bedroom flat, mm-hmm. and then Darren somehow got his way, got his got his feet under the table, and was able to live with her and his two kids as well, mm-hmm. Aisha and Junior. Mm-hmm. Interesting little tidbit, actually. Um, the little girl who plays Aisha is actually. Judith Jacob, who obviously plays Carmel's daughter in real life. Oh, really? Yeah, and that's why in the scenes when um, she would do something, sometimes the, the Aisha would shout out, Mummy! <laughs> um, not knowing, obviously, mm. that she's not meant to be acting, that that's her mum. But they kept them in just because they thought it made it a bit more that Carmel was her mum. Yeah, mom. Carmel oh. was more her mum than what Darren is her father. Yeah, Take your daughter to work day. <laughs> yeah, every day is a take your daughter to work day <laughs> on these senders. Yeah, she got lumps with the kids because Darren like, disappeared because the character... I'm assuming got axed. Well, yeah, strangely vanished, didn't he? I know this yeah. isn't about Darren, no, but he kind a, of... It's a, a their, um, trait of their family, because she just disappeared too, and we, so did Junior. We, so. Yes, right at the very end. So mm. then then she had the... Obviously, Matthew and Darren didn't get along, but Darren left, so then Matthew proposed marriage to Carmel. Mm. Really and, weird wedding. Well, Matthew... You've got the first insight of Matthew's past too, and Matthew, a bit similar to Darren really, it's a shame they didn't have a conversation, they could have seen a similarity mm. with one another. Matthew had a past where he didn't get on with his mum and his father. Yeah, and he was adopted as well, I think, wasn't he? Or it was wasn't he adopted care. by his aunt? Something like that. Yeah, mm. and so his aunt was the one who took care of him. Carmel ignored his request of not inviting his mum to the wedding, 
And then when he saw her turn up, this was the first time you saw a sign that there's something not quite right mm. with her now husband, Matthew. Great storyline, quite an important storyline, but whether it was handled the best, like looking back on it now, it's a bit like if that was happening today, it wouldn't be handled the same way. Well, it was almost rushed, wasn't it? Mm. It, was, it was shoehorned in. I mean, again, Judith Jacob, who played Carmel Jackson, wanted to leave the soap. So I don't know whether she's given her intentions early on and so they rushed that story through Mm. or whether this had been the plan the whole time but yeah she she didn't want to stay on the soap for much longer and so then this yeah as you say very rushed quite poorly handled storyline where she's getting abused and but what makes it interesting though is that she's obviously a care worker so she should see the signs and she should Mm. be under she should be the one who would know how to deal with it but she doesn't she doesn't she She even says that to him i think she Mm. says i've been trained in how to deal with these exact situations which i'm in but i'm not being able to deal with them so that is interesting how how she wasn't able to adapt yeah she did it right in front of her well she had the leaflets with her as well and the um dr samuels do you remember dr samuels he kept pouting thought he's the new sean connery (laughs) um he gave her leaflets about it and again this relationship that she had with dr samuels was um something that Matthew wasn't particularly mm. happy he was about jealous, either. He? Well, he yes, he he thought that this was going to be the start of a relationship that he was seeing. She was seeing the doctor behind mm. his back. But it's yeah, very similar to Grey and Chantel, like currently. Kind of, but as you said, Carmel should have been known how to deal with it, like mm. the training, and and she even applied for a course later on, didn't she? And she says, "I'm going on a course. I, you know, we can work mm. through this together." And he has a go at her, saying, "You're trying to like make yourself better than me and stuff." Yeah, so, yeah, so he's again, very insecure. Very insecure. Um, and ultimately, eventually, I should say, after Junior stabs him for protecting Carmel as well. Yeah, that's another like the way they resolved it, like. Mm. The answer to it was Junior stabbed him and he was like in hospital and then that was the end of him. Well, he phoned bit, her yeah. and she, she again forgave him, but then it was one last snap by Matthew mm, and she, she was like, him no, out. that's the end of it. And then as you say... Never she... did see his record store. <laughs> he sold all his records, didn't he, to Rod? Oh, yeah. Do you remember? He sold them all to Rod so Rod could sell them on. Then Rod disappeared. <laughs> so goodness knows where those records are. They're probably on Shrimpy's store right now. Well, they turned into Australia, the um, African statues and now someone else is selling them, so... The money just keeps going round, Walford. <laughs> yeah. Same money. It's its own eco eco climate, <laughs> isn't it? It's it's got its own circulation of money. But so um, yeah, her exit was just non-existent. She just kind of she was there one minute. Her father got taken ill off screen, and her mum wasn't coping. She was getting in trouble with her job because she'd been left with the two kids. Mm. And you sort of got an insight into her struggling, and then she just sort of disappeared. Like, yeah, there was no goodbye just, or yeah. anything. And characters for weeks on after kept saying, oh, yeah, Carmel, she's just with her mum. She'll be back in a few weeks or mm. she'll be back soon. But then it just pitted out. I mean, she was struggling with her job as well. So you got the kind of impression that she had just decided to mm. give up her job. Yeah, before she got fired. Which, but, but it, that, well, she was fired, was she? Well, she was, I think she was. She was given a letter, be, wasn't yeah. she? And she was given a warning. And then she took time off mm. about a week later for her because her father died. Yes. And she was trying to get in touch with Darren then, mm. um, but wasn't able to. And then, as you say, she left the square. So I think, but then that's another strange thing because for Carmel, her job was everything. Like we we said that people were yeah. very, you know, pushy toward her and wanting, you know, tear bits from her, getting information and wanting them to get help from her. But Carmel, to her credit and also to her detriment, was very willing to accept and allow people to do that to her because she loved her job and she mm. wanted to help the community. That's what I really liked about her character to begin with. 
when they showed her like working in the office a few times with mm. Dr. Leg and um a few other people and they Michelle showed and... yeah and they showed like the professional side of her and you don't really see that in EastEnders like ever mm. like even now you still don't so that was really nice to see that there was a successful busy woman you know well, a woman of color as yeah. well which was you know which again not seen a lot of on television that you saw this very strong independent woman who mm. had a good job and was able to balance all these different plates but also had a career in mind mm. and then they kind of whittled her away bit by bit yeah um and in the end it was she left as almost a weak kitten mm. which it's was a, a bit shame yeah. maybe it's a shame that she wanted to leave though i think she could have she had a, quite a bit more left in her character i think maybe they could come back her and calvin <laughs> <laughs> no he's a bit older yeah with, or aisha aisha and junior that sounds like a sitcom doesn't it <laughs> they could do a spin-off of an eastenders aisha and junior coming yeah. soon to bbc one <laughs> Yeah, so it was a bit of like a... It was just a thing of that era. Everyone's exits seemed to be a bit nothing. Mm. They just disappear. So it's, it is a shame. So maybe she could come back for one last... Hurrah. Case. Yeah. Case study on Vicky. Maybe Vicky can come back pregnant. She could come she back for um, Grey and Chantel's case study. Maybe yeah. to come to protect the she children. She could be a um, support worker yeah. for Chantel. Yes. That'd be good. That'd be a very good story. There you go. <laughs> we'll hope. But so, until then, that was her last episode where she, she just got in a car and drove off like midway through an yeah. episode so and that was her last junior came back once or twice but mm. yeah they were pretty much forgotten mm. after that shame real shame good character though real good character yeah. and more than happy to see carmel back there you go so that was your case study we'll call it that shall we since we're professional women today <laughs> on carmel jackson's first till last right so we are on to bobby beale Getting all storylines, making friends with all the gay characters on the square. Yeah, he is. He always seems a bit afraid of them, though. <laughs> That's afraid of everyone. Ooh, you know, yeah. Very sh- he's like a rabbit in headlights. He really is. But um, yeah, do you remember Ian Bill had that um, Ghosts of Your Past special for when Kathy appeared and Lucy appeared and Pat appeared? I remember we did a special episode. It was an extra where we talked about that mm. episode when he does the Ghosts in the Past. I think it was the charity crossover special episode, wasn't it? <laughs> Perhaps someone should uh, go and look it up and download it. Well, anyway, don't need to listen to that now because Bobby's done his own. He week. has. He's seen ghosts. Yeah. I love a good ghost on EastEnders. I do. My it's been who, too long. Who's your favourite ghost? I'm going to quickly well, There's only answer. two. <laughs> Pat. <laughs> Pat or Lucy. Yeah, Pat's my favourite ghost. Obviously. Well, no, technically, if we, again, if we're going to the episode when the children need, there was lots of ghosts. There was Cindy. Oh, yeah. Kath- okay, Kathy's my favourite ghost. And Kathy ghost. was a ghost because she came, she was still dead at that point. <laughs> Kathy's my favourite ghost, followed by Pat. But yeah, it wasn't. Maybe the... she's still a ghost. I think we've talked about this before. No. That the whole premise is that Kathy was actually a ghost, <laughs> and only people in Wolf could see her. <laughs> I'd like that. <laughs> so Bobby went to Eid this week, joined by the Ahmeds. Yes, he was invited with open arms. Yeah, by Ikra, she was inviting them over, and mm. then Mariam um, was very welcoming too, and very yeah, happy to, to see him there. The only one who's not welcoming is Ian. Well, that's, surprise, surprise. But Ian has kind of put the hatchet in his own back because he's made like two jokes about not being able to eat bacon, which was like hilarious. And um, oh yeah, because Bobby didn't turn up for a chat. He was like, "Oh, I'm going to make bacon sandwich then." Yeah, since Bobby's not here, I'm going to have bacon. Kathy rolled her eyes. Thank God. We all rolled our eyes. Mm. We were with Kathy on that one. There yeah. was one big <sighs> around mm. the nation. You could just hear it. It's like, come on, Ian. Stephen's dead. Lucy's dead. Yeah. You're running out now. <laughs> Trying Peter's to make some attachments to on people. on drugs in Australia, whatever's happening to him, we don't know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, you know, be nice to Bobby, but it's just no. Well, or just have another child somehow. 
make someone else pregnant and oh, then you can no. start all over again. Like Phil. That's what he's trying to do with Baby Abby, in, I guess. Well, yes, we guess that will be happening soon, mm. I think. Because I was talking to someone actually on Twitter that they mm. still haven't shown from the summer trailer the scene when Ian says, I'm going to get paternity of Oh, well, yeah, he Abby. says something like, we're going to get her. Or oh, we're going to get her, yes. Yeah. So they, they still haven't shown that scene yet. Mm. No. Or the Callum scene with Ben in a car. Shh. Wink. <laughs> Excuse me? <laughs> I don't know. Is that what happens in the trailer? Or are you just winking? I'm just emojiing you. Yeah? Oh. Just sticking an emoji on your face. <laughs> yeah, I'm continued to be um, amazed by the new casting of Bobby. Very yeah, good. Really good. He had a monologue as well, which isn't easy to do at the end of the week. Well, it's not easy to do in front of a studio of people doing this one long piece of dialogue. And just it must be so tense to have to keep. And, the, you know, just the way it was portrayed was awesome is that he was you could really feel the emotion mm. inside of him where he was talking to this Lucy that he only mm. he could see in the room in the mm. exact same spot where he'd obviously she found her demise and knocked her on the head (laughs) yes a bit like a stacy in a field but more lasting um but they were hinting at it earlier in the week because bobby got upset when ian was talking to him and he started like you heard things in his head you could hear conversations and something going on yeah Um, i think it was from the night i think he heard you heard the kind of rumblings of that night mm. um again the music because there was music playing if you remember rightly um and, and there was all kind of ruminating and in, in his head and yeah they did that shot that you very rarely see on these standards where they kind of did a special effects shot where yeah. they had the you know the camera kind of zooming in and then zooming out and yeah it was, it was mm. good obviously his dad was being awful to him nanny kathy was being nice i mean ian course. was trying to put the olive branch yeah out. but he, he's not very good at it no he did it he did it kind of a well Come over and I'll make your favourite dinner. Bacon and sandwich. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And you kind of expected that, didn't you? You kind of expected Ian to be really stupid and be like, yeah, oh, here's some pork sausages. Here's, you know, and it, it'd just be, oh, you can just imagine mm. that really for Bobby, I did feel for Bobby. It was like, is there really any point? Because I'm no. really not going to get through to my dad. And then like to top that off as well, if you haven't got Ian, you've got Max bloody looking over your shoulder, which is like the weirdest thing in the world. Like Max and Bobby working together in a restaurant. Mm. Like, could you imagine... Like when this was all revealed, like two years ago, that we'd two years later we'd be saying, yeah, they're working together in a restaurant. <laughs> it's like what? In in, in how some, has this happened? Yeah, and in somewhat of a harmony as well, because mm. after after Bobby's kind of swipe at Max saying, "Did you ever love Lucy?" Mm. Well, um, you killed her. Yeah, 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 and then obviously Max can't take mm. an insult without you know throwing an insult back to a, like a child, basically. Yeah, yeah, typical Max. Yeah, I just hate him. He likes destroying children's lives. <laughs> Bobby should have been like, well, what about Abby? Max. I know, I know. <laughs> he could have just kept flinging insults and then Max would say, well, what about Jane? Yeah. And then he'll say, well, what about Stephen? <laughs> <laughs> it would have been endless, a loop, an endless <laughs> loop between them two. They kind of got on, like kind of in the end, they saw eye to eye and he had a little chat about Lucy and how he sh- maybe shouldn't have dated her because she was really young. But again, Max shelled... Yeah, which was fair enough. Still Max... not accepting fully that he'd done wrong, Max. Well, cause exactly, because he shelled up again. Because when Bobby said, you know, do, how do you... Do you still think about Lucy? And he just went, said, your shift's over now. <laughs> kind of just like, oh, a nice one, Max. Yeah. It was like, again, Max is so unhelpful. 
It's like because this could be quite cathartic for Max as well, really. This yeah, could be the therapy session. Yeah, this could be the one tick in Max's box of you know what I'm actually recovered from this mm. one. You know, my my daughter being killed by me, me killing another one of Ian's sons. You know, yeah. it, it, or he could have shared like his self harm like related yeah, to it, or yeah. what Bobby did to him or yeah. something. Talk to him man to man. Yeah. If he wants to insult him like a man, then talk to him kindly like a man too. Mm. So it, I think Bobby wants Max to say, you know, this is what you did to me, Bobby, because of your lie or your family's lie i was in prison i'm now self like something like that like they could maybe relate on some sort of level but no max you'd rather just shout one line and walk off <laughs> yeah yeah he pulled rank on bobby as well he's like oh, oh yeah where do you get off I- i'm your manager <laughs> it's like for god's sake max <sighs> do you know every episode i need one of those buttons where you just have like the, the sayings and one of them should be for god's sake max <laughs> or max branning is trash max branning <laughs> Max Browning is trash. Bring. <laughs> um, but yeah, we had the monologue where he sort of was speaking to himself, was speaking to Lucy, and mm. Bobby was kind of saying that he never really wanted to come home, and he tried everything not to come home. Yeah, but he is home. Mm. I mean, no hockey stick. No, 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 no hockey. No lesson. jewelry box. There's still no school either. There's like, some holidays, isn't it? Oh yes, I'm sorry, I'm being a fool. God. I'm being a fool. GCSEs. I mean, he's got to start doing some home studying at some point. Nope. No, he does. Busy. When he's working at the restaurant, which is kind of admirable for Bobby, to be fair, he's trying to put his mind to things. Mm. So, but but again, it's not working, is it? So he's trying his hardest. I think he's going to end up going to because Callum gave him some advice. You know, remember the past, but embrace it and then move on and do better. Yeah, Callum. Yeah, well, that's what Callum said he's now doing by being mm. acting straight. But <laughs> Bobby, I think Bobby just needs he just needs a helping hand, and I wish he would just take the advice from. Our shed and just go there and talk to them because mm, yeah, they did say come over anytime and talk to us yeah and she said oh, we mean it as well we mean it and it's like go on go over there Although bobby did hang up on nan so <laughs> that's not acceptable yes well never hang up on kathy <laughs> if kathy's ringing you she's got something important to tell you even if it's just your dinner's ready that's probably the most important four words <laughs> <laughs> of your of your day um but yeah we got to see lucy it wasn't the actual actress like there was a moment oh, when i thought is it gonna be her but they kept her like blurred in the background so i'm sure it wasn't her yeah. but that would have been interesting like maybe if he was gonna continue seeing lucy maybe have the actress but maybe she's busy she's doing like bikini photos isn't she is she I she's mean... on holiday a lot <laughs> <laughs> i mean you seem to be keeping quite a track on uh, the actress who played lucy I keep tracking all the actors. I know, you're some kind of like celebrity stalker. You're like Avid Merian from Bo Selector. <laughs> That's a reference and a half. Anyone who gets that, give me a thumbs up. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> but um, yeah, quite interesting. We saw an actual figure, like who he was talking to. So mm. Good for EastEnders. Something mm. a bit new. Oh, absolutely. And it's she nice was wearing her grey suit, which she'll f- forever be remembered for now. Oh, that grey suit. She wore it all the time. I'm yeah. sure she just had a cupboard of the same grey suit. <laughs> she just wore that same grey suit every day. Similar day to in, the grey suit that Pauline wears, actually. Pauline? Yeah, when she wears her smart suit, she wears the grey suit with like that little bow tie thing, doesn't oh, she? Oh, yeah, the kind of cravat thing. Yeah. The white cream. Oh, yeah, yeah, I suppose so. She's stolen the look from, from Pauline. An and... She stole my look. <laughs> She'll be in Heat magazine soon. Well, they're both in heaven now, so... Maybe they have conversations. Yeah, maybe they, yeah, yeah. Maybe they compare <laughs> wardrobes up there. Right, so so we move on to talk about the Ahmed's side of Eid, rather mm. than Bobby's side, because they were also at the meal. I mean, you know, this Ahmed meal gave a Mitchell meal for its run for its money, I thought. Well, it made us all Lots want of to... awkwardness. Yeah, it made us all want to rewatch that Mitchell Easter Day meal again. <laughs> and we did. We did. <laughs> that was amazing. I mean, it was just... A, I said to you, like, of a really bad... 
time that EastEnders were mm. in at the time. That was such a shining moment. Mm, a gem. It really was a nice, mm. neat little gem. Sharon getting progressively more drunk and sweaty. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, we're here to talk about the Ahmeds because their meal, I thought, you know, these Ahmed characters, all pretty much all newish characters. Mm. But yeah, there was lots of things going on, lots of looks over the table, lots of storylines crossing. Yeah, it really and was felt, a com- yeah, combination was, of lots of different stories. Maybe it's just Honey. Every meal she goes to ends up like an awkward thing that she just sits and watches. Well, I have to say, Honey, or the actress... Emma. Emma. I loved her, actually. I loved her this week. Yeah, she, she's very good. It was, there was a, a new side to Honey. Mm, she was like a real person, not like a cartoon. Mm, well, just a Billy... A, a, someone that Billy chases. Mm. Instead of being that, instead of being like the Jerry of Billy's Tom, she's she was more the... She was just more... Did you say Jerry before Tom? You know, she used to say Tom and Jerry. Yeah, but she's Jerry. She's the mouse. Oh, right. Yeah, but it, you Billy's. can't say it that way around. It's like... Sorry, chips to Billy's Tom and her gil- chips and fish. <laughs> chips and fish. Um, but anyway, anyway, we're going off topic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She, there was something more interesting and more intriguing about Honey than mm. the fact that she, her vulnerability was there, but she was strong enough to fight for her relationship with Adam. Mm. And there were all those hints, like she knows about Habiba and Adam, but like mm. she's willing to... She thinks it's kind of over between them, and she kept walk. She almost walked in on Ikra and Adam having that like food fight thing. <laughs> oh yeah, like, she kind of got hints about what was going on, and um, she did her beaver's makeup, and they have like that chat about letting things go and don't worry about things. And yeah, you've got to move on. Mm. And she said that thing about oh, uh, why are you so good at makeup to Honey, and she said oh, it's because I have to. It's my armor; it makes me strong. Mm. And like they could have quite easily just not added that for honey like they could have just said oh i used to be a model because that's what i thought she was going to say to yeah. habiba because a few times habiba's been like oh i'm prettier than you you're fun- frumpy so i thought they were going to be like oh i used to be pretty and sexy but they didn't go there they went on much more of a deeper route for honey yeah so rounded exactly. her off a lot more yeah it made her interesting and it, it made it it made her not because everyone thinks honey's a bit daft, a bit silly, a bit mm. dumb. But really, she's not. She's just, she sees the world in a different way. And she's almost had this strike of reality. This She's only been hit by this relationship that she's got yeah, with Adam. Like the world's not all colourful and bright. Exactly. Yeah. And now she's having to... Now she's killing him on holiday. <laughs> Maybe. Now she's having to change the way that she has to be in mm. order to keep Adam. But is she wrong to try to fight for Adam this way? Because she's then warned later in the week by Ikra later in the week that mm. you don't know Adam. You know, yeah, like I do. Like I do. And so that was a warning. Mm. That was a true, not a threat, just a warning to to Honey. Yeah, and um, also Ikra hasn't got like Adam hasn't got that thing on her anymore because she's he threatened her with that and she went, okay, fine, I'll tell them. Mm. And Habiba had her back, and Habiba's also ended it with Adam. Yes. Which, which mm. I think... He is... called him Little Man, which he did not like. Yeah, well, because she, she, he called her yeah, Little, little girl. Woman, Little Girl, mm. yeah. Um, but yeah, so Habiba's much stronger than she thought. And I think, again, Habiba and Ikra have realised that they're stronger as a unit than they are apart. Mm. So when Habiba had wandered off, she was much weaker, but with Ikra's help. So it's nice because when Ikra's secret came out that she's in a relationship and she's been in a relationship for a year, Ikra felt compelled to tell Habiba immediately that it's a relationship mm. with another another woman. I really liked how they did, like, Ikra's not really coming out because she was kind of out just not to her family. Mm. But, like, she was so, like, almost blasé about it. And I really liked that. It wasn't, like, a, a big built-up secret. It was like, oh, I've got a lesbian partner. We've mm. been together for a year. Habiba was like, oh, okay, cool. That's great. Yeah. It's like, oh, okay. I mean, she's just normal. She still feels like she needs to shield Miriam and Arshed with that news. Yeah. Um, cause they're but constantly... she was still quite, she's still quite confident in her. Yeah. 
sexuality. Like, whereas obviously they had the parallel of Callum at the same time, didn't they? Where he obviously really isn't. So, yeah, I like that. Yeah, it's interesting to see the kind of coming out stories with two sides to it. There's mm. the very, as you say, confident with Ikra and there's the very closeted um, with Callum. Mm. So it's nice that they're kind of taking branching paths there. I mean, do you think Callum and Ikra are going to end up having a conversation at any point about it? Mm, no, I don't think they will. I don't. Okay, fair enough. Let you guys. I mean, Whitney and Ikra haven't like made friends have they no no i mean they've not really made much no. contact with one another maybe but... tina and callum i don't think tina would suit it though i think because tina i mean Ikra's quite fresh fresh and of a similar age to callum so it makes mm. sense if they were the ones to talk about it I or mean... like Ikra and bobby and then bobby transfers like to callum because <laughs> mm. that callum and bobby had that scene and Ikra and bobby are friends so maybe it's like gonna be maybe. like a drop down yeah don't know I'd be interested to the listeners out there. What do you think? Do you think that Callum and Ikra might have this conversation? Get in touch with us on EastEndersWeekly at gmail.com or find us on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. Mm-hmm. But we also had um, Miriam Ashad who like said to Ikra, invite your boyfriend over or invite him round because we mm. want to meet him. And that's when she thought, oh, I need to sort of get out of here. Well, coincidentally, Bobby's looking for a new flatmate. <sighs> For the reasons we'll talk about in the next part after the game. Oh, great. How, however... Everyone turn off. <laughs> no, 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 we're talking about Robbie now, so don't oh, turn off. no. <laughs> so Robbie's looking for a new flatmate. He's handing out yes. flyers. Even though it's not his flat. Yeah. Well, Kush did say well, that It's him. a sub-sublet. So, yeah, Kush is <laughs> letting it from his her mum, who's already renting it. So, yes, it's a sub-sublet. <laughs> and Robbie is basically... Being creepy. Being really creepy about it. Um, Won't have... Wants a girl to share the flat with him, but not a girl who's in a relationship mm. and thinks he's hit gold with Ikra because he's still not quite in the... Uh... No. You know who they should have got back for the flat one? The one who was there last year with Jay, the prostitute. What was her name? Jessie Lee or whatever. Oh, yeah. Was. Whatever happened to her? Because I, I, I was adamant that was going to be a story. She's got a single out now on Spotify. Oh, listen out. Tara Lee. I think the actress, I don't know what the character's called, but yeah, the actress Tara Lee. But yeah, she's she was that blonde chair. one and she had like dungarees or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Her and Jay were like really Together, into each other. And then Billy broke them up. Yeah, because he found out that she was... <laughs> prostitute. Prostitute. But but she loved it. And it. But it felt like that that was meant to go somewhere and it never did. Do you not feel <laughs> the same 2017. <laughs> there was loads of weird characters Sad in 2017. Sad remember? times. Like the two people who had that baby kidnapped, like storyline for a week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was and the one who got Max like who gave birth in the Vic, like Tina's daughter's friend. Oh yeah. <laughs> I think they were almost like throwing ideas at yeah, the wall and just lines. hoping that something would just fill a week. Yeah, please. before I get fired. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and Magic Marv. No. Oh. He was there for a week, but again, mm. Magic—they did it in such a way that he was there for a week, and you almost expected him to come back. At yeah, because Team got a tattoo with him. Yeah, Where's that tattoo. I haven't seen that in a while. The big green fairy, or whatever it was. <laughs> it's probably been <laughs> removed. Inverted commas. But um, it would have been nice if she turned up to rent Robbie's room. And was like, oh, actually no. Yeah. Second chance, no. But, no, yeah. I, I like Ikra's moving out because it means Ikra can have this. Yeah, no, she's going to spend time with Robbie. Oh, don't I don't. Just I, when Ikra's getting good. Yeah, but I don't think Ikra's going to have any storylines with Robbie. I think it's just <laughs> a vessel for them both to be yeah, in. He'll try and come on to her, and she'll be like, "No, I'm." Yeah, that'll be the story. Or yeah. he'll walk in, and they'll be a kissing on the couch, and he'll just stand with his mouth open. Oh yeah, that's what will happen. That is exactly like, what's going to oh, happen. Best flatmate yeah. ever. You don't believe it, Kush, but um, I'm living in a house with two, two girls. Yeah. <laughs> Bobby is tactile as um, mm. attack. <laughs> but what I was, I was just going to say, a quick point about Miriam and Ashad, how she's worried about coming out to them. It's like they're 
um, carers, aren't they? They've adopted like over 50 children mm. in their time. And like, do you not think they would have like had adopted LGBT kids in the past? Because they're like one of the highest percentage of people who are getting chucked out and needing foster care foster care but how long do they and also how 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 young are the kids that they look after if they only no, they're look all different after... ages because there's photos of them on the walls oh, are they but even to look team... at adam he's yeah, old yeah but he's old now well, yeah but but when they were looking after mean. him he might have been quite yeah, you so know. they would have kept in touch with all these kids if they kept in touch with adam but they they must have had this not be an issue to them no, or is it different because it's family but i mean it's different to Ikra, maybe because it is a it's a direct relative, isn't it? So mm. it's it is a. Do bit... you think Miriam Mashad will care? I don't. Do you, you don't. I, don't. I think it'll be a surprise. I think it'll be a shock to them, but I don't think it will no, be, be something. No, like accepting. Do you think? I think they. Yeah, I do. I think they'll accept it straight away. Mm. I don't think that, and also I don't think it needs to be a story where it's unaccepted by mm. them. I think they could still do it that within the community, it's not so acceptable. Mm. But I think no, Miriam and Ashad seem. I think it would be a surprise, but I don't think it would be. Something yeah. that would maybe Arshad might like say something like for the first week and then. No, see, funny enough, I think Arshad would be the one who would be most accepting. What do you think? Yep, I think Arshad would be the more accepting than Merriam. Mm-hmm. But I think they will both be accepting ultimately mm. in the end. Exciting. Exciting times ahead. Right, so we're going to go play a quick game now and then we'll be back with some Callum Highway. So that's everyone's favourite. Now, you may be wondering why you're in a darkened room with a spotlight on you. No, I'm a bit, bit scared, actually. It's... Yeah, good. That's oh, what I want. Oh, wow. Well, what's, what, what's going on? Tell me. Well, we are playing a classic game of Jack Branning's Witness Protection. So if you've got any new listeners listening who may not have known about this game from our backlog... We haven't played it for a long time. No, it's been a long time since the crime's been ben, committed. Ben takes it a little bit too... <laughs> since the crime's been committed. Ben takes it a bit too seriously, hence why, you know, if you could see right now, there's a... There's a light shone right into my face. Mm. And I have a pipe. Yep. Like a, a detective. A pipe? What, you mean a pipe to smoke from? Yeah. Have you mean like, like a, a lead pipe? pipe? <laughs> like in Cluedo? No, no, no. Okay. This game is basically Guess Who, but with a twist of EastEnders. So I have witnessed a crime. Someone on the square has committed a crime. And Jack Branning has brought me in to be questioned by you. And I can only answer yes or no questions. Mm. And you have to guess who it was... I saw commit a crime on the square. Yes. And you only have 60 seconds. And my success rate is not very good. No. (laughs) (laughs) So, like always, I have a witness statement for you to listen to, and then you can begin questioning me. Okay, come on then. So, I was taking my dog, Rolly the Eighth, for a walk around Albert Square Gardens when I saw someone not put plastic in a recycling bin. Of course, we know that there is now law in Walford to you must recycle. Enforced by one Bailey. Bailey, yes. yes. So, as you know, I'm not one to gossip, but if you could guess who I saw committing this crime, I'll just have to tell you who it was. Okay. Okay, so yes and no questions, and I will answer. And you can ask me anything. Can I? (laughs) That's a dangerous game to play. Right, so are you ready? So three, two, one, go. Okay, was this person female? No. Does this person work in a nightclub no does this person have a specialist occupation like a doctor or a dentist yes is this person dating someone who has two children of their own yes uh is this person also having an affair behind this person's back yes 
I, I'm, re- I'm ready to guess, Ben. <laughs> I can't believe how, how well I've well, keep I passed going, because you're going to run out of time. Okay. Why? Well, is this person Adam the Dentist? I need a full name for... Um... <laughs> Adam Bateman? Oh dear, 15 seconds. Oh yes, Adam Bateman. <laughs> um, no, that's incorrect. Oh, no, I'm joking, oh, it is okay. Adam Bateman. Hang on, I've still got time. I can ask you more questions. What do you like to do at the weekend, Ben? Oh. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I forgot it's yes or no only. I'm Two not, seconds. Wanna... No, I've got nothing. No, more. that's the end. There you go. Yes, it was Adam Bateman who I saw wasn't I recycling. Surprised he wasn't recycling. Do you reckon he keeps up the hygiene of his dentist surgery well as well? Use gloves probably. That's what I mean. Do you think mm. he puts his finger in someone's mouth, gets someone else in, and uses the same glove <laughs> to put his finger in? Bieber and honey, one <laughs> after the other. What? Is that not foreplay? <laughs> Stick dentist utensils into their mouth. Well, he uses the same same bed sheets between Habiba and Honey, doesn't he? Which Honey so... chose. Mm. I mean, you can't wash them though. Every time he's done a bit of fumbling <laughs> around under the sheets, that's that's just disgraceful. That's just that's also bad recycling because you're wasting water. Mm, that's not good. And so... that's, that's dark water. That's there you go. Good. Adam Bateman's been caught then by Jack Branning. Good. What's Jack Branning going to do to him? Make him recycle, obviously. Well, and, and keep up a good practice at his. Nah, dentist. just recycle. Wow. Well, <laughs> I don't want to go to his dentist anymore. Poor Janet. He's he's prodded around Janet's mouth. Yeah, he's been in everyone's mouth. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. That was a quick game of Jack Branning's Witness Protection. Right, we've got no time to waste because we had some further developments for Callum's character. I know. Oh, my goodness. My heart. At the beginning of the week, my, my, I, just, I just wanted to jump into the screen and hug Callum. Well, yes. My... Just oh, Callum! I know, bless him. In his pain. all these things he's been going through, not telling anyone. All these yeah. two years, he didn't even have Ben to talk to. Ben was hidden. He wasn't there. Was no, he this no week? about. I was. I when I heard about the story, I was sure that there would be, and I think I said it last week. There would be a Ben mm. and Callum scene where Ben would comfort Callum yeah. in the same way that Callum kind of comforted Ben about the whole pool. Mm. Paul's death and so on. He's struggling on his own. Yeah, he really is. Well, Whitney's is. there, but not really much help. <laughs> but, to, but to be fair to Whitney, she she can't really be much help no. because he's not telling her, like, oh, I was gay in the army. <laughs> yeah. Although her advice is, at least you've got no funerals today. Yeah. Good so, advice. Good advice, Whitney. Well done. I would say, just to return to Whitney, well, at least you had no sales today, so you could go to the pub and get drunk all night. <laughs> because really, that's all she did. Mm, but we got introduced to a new sort of character who's like a... Not really a character, but she turned out to be Chris's sister. But so Chris is a guy who used to be in the same unit, with. the <laughs> same army, <laughs> same unit oh, I don't as Callum. Um, and Chris used to go on and on and on about some guy called H. Um, and it didn't take really a, a great <laughs> mind to work out his H, alias, which H stood for H from Steps. <laughs> Sorry, no, <laughs> halfway. And um, so Vicky, his sister, Chris's sister, mm. told she was really sweet. She was as well because she knew it was Callum. Yeah, but like she wouldn't say just in case she didn't want to say. But I thought she was such a lovely character. Mm. And a few people online have said she was great and lovely. And a few people said she was wooden and ruined some of the scenes. And I was like. I just didn't see it. I thought she was such a nice yeah. character. She was just sweet. And like everything that she needed to say to him, she said to him. Mm. It was very simplistic the way she just gently held mm. his hand. And didn't push and him into anything. Yeah. Just be very gentle with Callum. We've worked out recently. You really do. You have to not tread on eggshells, but just do it with <laughs> kid gloves and just, just, you know, be understanding mm. and say the right words to Callum. Smooth his head gently. <laughs> Get his hat, put some 
googly eyes on it mm. and like, make it a puppet and like play it out that way to him yeah I think. make a game out of his hat for instance <laughs> say that he's like gone somewhere missing and you need to work out where he's gone <laughs> that's the best way of getting around mm, callum true but yeah lovely scenes and he went to the funeral in the end he decided to go Mm. and he was like holding the hat because the hat that tiff wore like month like a few months ago well this is the beret isn't it this yeah. is the beret which was and he got angry that she was wearing it and no one really knew what that was about well yeah so, so there was there were signs there wasn't there that callum had this hat that wasn't his and you didn't really understand <laughs> why and yeah his hat but it's not his official hat no, no. not his woolly hat chris's hat chris's so that could hat. be a sequel game <laughs> what game <laughs> i don't know what you're talking about ben chris's christmas hat is what it would be called God, at Christmas. <laughs> but um, so that had his name like embroidered and he was holding mm. it. And he went, decided to go to the funeral because you don't really know if it was like a past boyfriend, but like they were like lovers in the army or they were friends in the kitchen or I he think... didn't really say, did he? But No, I, I don't think... think it was a sexual relationship. I really don't. I think it was more of a... Just a... Unless you're reading fan fiction now, which people will be writing up. <laughs> well, send them in. We can read them out on the show. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't think it was sexual. I think it was just a mutual relationship. Hmm. But to they were Chris... both not out and in the army. Well, maybe he was out. Or just to his I sister. don't think Chris was out in the army, but yeah, I think once he sister. left the army, he, mm. he was out. And so then this is when it found out by Vicky, his sister, that mm. they, you know, he he loved Callum ultimately. H, H sorry. Not Callum. No. Yeah, not... very sweet. And he had loads of letters as I well, know. which the sister had read. Very nosy. I think he wrote them to his sister to tell... Oh, not to Callum. No, th- these were letters that he wrote from the army. Oh. About eight. Oh, about eight. Yes. Oh. That he then shared with Callum. It's a love tale of the ages, isn't mm. it? I mean, it, the, the, again, it's a bit like the Sharon's uh, DNA tests, isn't it? It's like Callum's not really putting them anywhere where they cannot be found yeah, like by Under Whitney. a blanket on her yeah. side of the bed, probably. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the, the whole bed is Whitney's bed, isn't it? <laughs> I think Callum just sleeps on the floor. Oh, dog bed. Yeah. I was so, uh, you know, ultimately, I think that's something that's going to be found near the wedding, maybe. We mm, don't know. That's what I'm wondering. I mean, mm. I, I quite like to, like, hear him read them, like, in his head. Like, do you know what I mean? Like a voiceover while you're, like, looking at him. Oh, no, nothing is taking that. I'd like to have seen him reading that and you see over the shoulder. Yeah, or whatever. Some of the words. But I would like to have seen what was written in some of them. Mm. But, I mean, if they are that sweet. Do you think Whitney will read them and be like, oh, that's quite sweet? <laughs> well, knowing Whitney, she'll think that they're love letters from an ex-girlfriend or something. Oh, yeah, Chris. Yeah. Who's Chrissy? Yeah, who's Christine? <laughs> she blonde. I mean, because Whitney got the... Under- She's prettier than me. I'm going <laughs> to eat some peanut butter. <laughs> I mean, Whitney got the wrong end of the stick at the beginning of the week oh, because yeah. she saw Callum hugging Vicky. Someone to- outside of a funeral parlour. Yeah, to thank her for like letting him sharing <laughs> the news. And instantly, what's, what's Whitney's thought? Oh, mm. he's having an affair. I'm going to eat some peanut butter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, peanut butter will solve all my mm. problems. But he keeps telling Whitney he loves her. And he told um, Vicky as well, like, oh, I'm getting married to a woman and I love her. Vicky looked really disappointed when he said that as well. Well, she it was kind be- of like a knowing nod, like, yeah. sure you are. <laughs> but it, it, it was almost like, as I say, disappointment. And it was before he even came out to her as well. Mm. Or before he even said, oh, you know what, I'm H, I'm mm. halfway. So, yeah, as you said, Vicky, Vicky was in the know. She's only been there five minutes and she was in the loop straight away. She knew exactly what was going on. Mm. Maybe she'll turn up to the wedding. And, like... I was going to ask, do you think Vicky will be invited to the wedding? Which one? The Ben wedding or the Whitney wedding? The Whitney wedding. Let's start from the beginning and yeah, move our way no. on. No, there's Bianca there. She's going to be taking up a lot of the voice <laughs> a lot of the noise a lot of the credit but um I, I can't wait for the wedding and there's been like no spoilers about it or well on the bbc uh iplayer website um someone said that all the episodes have been listed up until the end of the month mm. and they've been given a short description apart from 
the Whitney and Callum's wedding episode. Yeah. It's got nothing. No. It's just blank. It's just got a date. It's so be good. they're really keeping it under their mm. hats what they're up to. Because someone tweeted, I think someone tweeted to us or Facebook or something. You can join our Facebook group, by the way. Oh, yeah. Just I'm put doing in... it this time. Oh, go on then. Oh, what do I say? I was just saying that. Just join our Facebook group. Oh, if you type in EastEnders Weekly Podcast, oh, yeah. then click to join. <laughs> but um, yeah, someone somewhere said um, maybe she'll find the letters and she'll read them out as her vows, like to him. Oh, what, spitefully? Yeah. Because, mm. like, they kept doing that thing about the vows, didn't they? Oh, yeah, they made a real point. Well, so she made a real point of it Maybe last there'll week. be something in there that she'll read out or she'll, like, copy and paste a bit. No, she'll probably just get them out and Callum will just, like, be a great big gulp and then he'll just sit there as she's reading them out loudly. So who do you reckon it's going to be after? Funnily enough, have you ever seen... Well, you have seen it because you've seen it with me. Him and her. Mm. And the very final series of Him and Her... Oh, with Stuart. You find... With the guy who plays Stuart, um, Ricky Champ, mm. you find out that he is gay. So oh, it's, yeah. it's 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 weird, so isn't it? They're kind of doing oh, yeah, the same. He's Callum's brother. He's Callum's brother, and they're doing the same thing. And she reads out a text message from his boyfriend oh, at yeah. the wedding. That's what they'll do. So it's a bit like spiteful of Whitney, though. Like I'm still going into this wanting it to be amicable. <laughs> I know. I, I agree with you. But I, it's not going to be. I mean, a Plus lot. Bianca's there. A lot of people are saying, yeah. So Bianca is going to wind her up, isn't she? <laughs> um, a lot of people are thinking that you know, we, yes, Callum and. Ben is a very sweet story and it's very sweet that Callum's having this coming out storyline. But um, we do need to think about Whitney here because this mm. must be devastating. Again, we've said it for a few weeks now that, you know, for Whitney, this is like her third almost yeah. ruined yeah. marriage. And she's just she just doesn't pick her boys, does she? She just doesn't do well, well with she it. She picks good boys. But good not looking boys. Yeah, but, that's what I meant. But, yeah, but, but not long boys, term wise, yeah, mm, not great. They're not but, reliable. I mean, it depends who she surrounds herself with. Because she hasn't got Lauren like nipping in her ear because she's always a bad influence. Mm. But like Tiff, she might be able to relate it to the Bernie and Tiff situation and yeah. level Whitney out a bit, sympathise a little. Yeah, and we've got um, maybe. Chris's sister will be there. She might be a level out. She's got good people around her. Like Chantelle's quite calming and level-headed, isn't she, with her advice? True. But then and they're becoming friends. But then, like you said, then there's Bianca. Well, yeah. <laughs> Loud Bianca. <laughs> I mean, she's just gonna tip the scales the opposite direction. Mm. So you've got all these positives, all three, four, five positive people who could really help Whitney out in this situation. But and then Bianca, Bianca. Yeah, exactly. And then Bianca's gonna step on the scales and just fling everyone <laughs> in the air. So it's just. It, it, I don't. I think Whitney's going to come out bruised on this one. Is Callum going to come out though? Callum is most definitely coming out. Think this soon because we haven't really seen much of Ben and Callum if you think about it. No, like, they've really, had their they've had their bit, their hot but, moment, haven't they? But like, it's not like a full blown affair, is it? Mm, not not quite Sharon Keanu level no. just yet. Shiano's got the crown for the steamiest affair that's still yet to finish. I want to know how they're going to make Bianca say Ricky. They're going to have to write it in there somehow, have her shout Ricky. I mean, you can't really do Callum, can you? Callum! Halfway! (laughs) Get back here, halfway! But um, they're going to have to somehow, Jack's kid is going to have to do something, like run in front of a car and she'll go, Ricky! (laughs) That's the only way I can think. But they must put it in there somehow. Well, it's Unless timeless, Sid isn't it? Appears on a well, I was thinking that. Do you think Sid's going to be a surprise mm. guest there? But surely they'd want to keep Bianco surprised if they're going to do a surprise. I don't Maybe know. Maybe it's I, too difficult for I, her. It, but, but it's almost like a, to tell to tell the audience that Bianca is yeah, coming back. Yeah, you don't back. expect anyone else. You don't ex- exactly. So then to throw in maybe throw another in Ricky. surprise. Then, yeah. He'll I, open the door and she'll go, Ricky! <laughs> 
<laughs> it's a shame that they can't bring back maybe some of the characters that, like they did again with um, Mary and Lofty. They could bring back some old characters from the nineties. I want to know what how they're going to explain Lauren not being there, her best friend. Oh, she's and like is drunk Liam, on the beach somewhere. Is Liam going to be there? And who's the other one? The little Tiff's little brother. I can't remember his name. Are they going to be there? Oh, I can't remember. They're going to just be in the back of their heads, like Lucy in her grey suit. <laughs> maybe Lucy will be there. She might come with Bobby. It's a plus one. <laughs> Can you imagine he's like he's what's that green alien that's in uh, the Flintstones that follows oh, yeah. like Fred Flintstone about? That's gonna be it's gonna be Girl, his conscience. Gilbert. Bobby's conscience will be mm. Lucy on his shoulder every now and then, <laughs> just appearing and disappearing. Well, I'm looking forward to seeing Kathy's um outfit. Oh, her hat. We have to do outfit reviews, don't we? For yeah, the wedding. We sh- we shall. Okay, we have to do <laughs> we'll, that. Could be the feature. We'll rate them. Yeah, we'll rate we'll rate the From dress. Hot, hot or not. <laughs> Right, so next up we have got the Slater storyline, which is a bit of Cat and Kush because he's moving in, and a bit of Jean with her annoying friend. Yeah, so that's Daniel. what I said earlier about the the reason why Robbie's now got half a flat free is because Kush has just moved in with Cat to protect her. Yeah, because Kat, he's a bodyguard. He he's a bouncer. Mm. He did it once, so he can do it at Slater. House. Yeah, he can bounce some Stand guys on the door, in and out. Like... Yeah, yeah, you got past to get in. <laughs> nah, get out. So Cat has admitted everything to kush yes she has and like kind of guilting him into not telling the truth but he kind of feels guilty that keanu's possibly <laughs> been put in prison mm. but kat literally told him everything like she told him about ben and ben's plan and putting a gun on her like when she was explaining it out like bullet points like that i was sitting there thinking god this sounds awful <laughs> like it <laughs> sounds like the worst written storyline i've ever heard but it, it did actually happen on screen but um yeah, she just explained it point by point, and he kind of was like, "Oh, well, he walked a bit out of my head here." Yeah, when even even Cat said, "Cat said like a saying out loud is confusing me, <laughs> like confusing you, Cat." Yeah. We're listening to it, and it's confusing the heck. <sighs> God knows how Kush must feel. Mm. But yeah, Kush left, came back, and said, "I'm going to st- move in with you to protect mm. you from Phil." Good on Kush, you know he's I'm standing up. Big Mo and Jean. Well, Big Mo was pleased that Muscles was back. Oh yeah, she she said, and she's like, underwear. "Muscles and Mo back together again." <laughs> So she's happy to see him I like him that. It's another like example of characters remembering things that have just happened mm. to them, which mm. they don't always do that. No. And they don't like reference something from a few weeks ago. So yeah, good for Big Mo. And she was doing child labour again this week <laughs> with um, making them put fake labels on fake like perfume or shampoo bottles. Yeah, I don't remember any of this. I, I it feel... was literally like five seconds. You didn't miss much. Oh, okay. I feel like I, I missed a pinnacle moment no, in, the, no, in the week. No. but Just okay. another Big Mo scheme. Mm. But um, the other half was we learned a bit more about Daniel, who is Aid Edmondson. Yes. Daniel Cook. So Gene finally learned his name, and so did we. Well, his full name, actually. Daniel... Cook. Daniel Allen Cook. Oh. There you go. I missed that. <laughs> he gave his full name. He He's really a bit, did... like, annoying, but he was quite good at the end, I thought. Oh, I felt for him, actually, in the end. Mm. I, I thought it was a good, good, interesting story that all his family have died, all from cancer, which is mm. devastating. Gene tries to perk him up by saying, oh, I've got all my family behind me. <laughs> I have grandchildren. I got on the O2, weren't you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got dubbed on the O2. <laughs> Did you? I mean, and I had a wig, had a wig fitted. <laughs> well, he admired her wig. Well, no, he didn't admire her wig. Actually, he mm. said that she should have gone for a bit, bit yeah. more of a braver blonde wig. Mm. And you know, she said, "Oh, I, I was blonde once when I was a new romantic." Aid <laughs> Edmondson really did play the more the, what you know Aid Edmondson for this week. Because if you watch Bottom or The Young Ones, which anyone outside the UK might not know these, but these are comedies which are quite anarchic in the UK um, from the 80s and the early 90s. And he plays quite a over-the-top, brass, kind of 
silly character, mm. slapstick character. And he became that again when he was doing Daniel. Mm. But it was like a front almost, wasn't it? And then but, like... but he never showed that front up until now. So it's almost like mm. A. Damison felt a bit more comfortable playing the role this time. Mm. Like he, there was a bit more fleshed out rather than him being this mysterious character that's kind of come in and spoke, spoke down to Jean and made her feel a bit silly. He came in this there was time. reason behind it. Yeah, he knew why he was doing it. And so it made him a- able to flesh out the character a bit better. Mm. And yeah, he said like, oh, I've got no point to live anymore, basically was what mm. he was getting at. Like, even though all the other times we've seen him, he'd, he was trying to put on a front like, oh, I don't care if I die or I don't care if you die or whatever. But um, yeah, he lost his family. Did he mention a wife or something? I remember him saying, I was kind of watching, but... <laughs> I don't think he did, actually. He only ma- mentioned um, Was there someone mother. that's still alive, though? No, No, he said he's got no family. He no said family. he said when, when he dies, he said he's never had a nice photo taken of himself. Oh, yeah. And so he wants at he's least... He's had new cast promos done. This today. Also, so. he's going to be around for a bit longer. I genuinely well, they thought... released them today. Oh, okay. Nice photos. So nice. maybe they could put that on the coffin. Yeah, let's <laughs> pop that on top of the coffin. Mm. Signed by Amazon. So he's obviously going to be there for a bit longer. I'm hoping that this isn't some kind of nasty plan to get into well, Jean's affection. Do you remember my prediction from like three months ago? I do. Falls in love with him and he dies. That's what's going to happen. Oh, do so you think he's going to? They're going to get she, together. But she knows outright that he's going to die. You don't think that? Still be upset. Yeah, but do you not think that he might be playing it on a little bit to get Jean's attention? No. He's realised that by being this kind of snarky no. guy, it's going to kind of, it's backfired for him. So now he's playing a different game. because no, he's going to be in the headspace of, there's no point me falling in love with you because I'm going to die. And mm. then she's like the positive one. And she'll be like, no, we'll think positively and get together and they'll fall for each other and then he'll um die. Oh my God, I'm foreseeing a really and she'll, devastating... She'll come in with like a tray of breakfast and she'll be like, shake him and he'll be dead no see listen I, i'm i'm seeing an, ep- an episode where he's on his pretty much his deathbed in hospital and they quickly get a minister in and they get married just as oh, he's about he to die mm. and that would kill me that jean would be... cook quite a good name it's a nice works, name yeah. although she wanted to go back to being a slater remember nah, jean cook jean cook slater jean slater cook jean cook and then she'll get over her treatment and she'll create a like market stall where she cooks stuff or, or the cookbook that yeah. we keep telling her she needs she'll to do. She'll do um, street food sausage surprise <laughs> and be really successful. Jean's cooks cooks. Not in a polystyrene box. Jean cooks cooks. Oh yeah, yeah nice, see. clever. She has to have nice cardboard boxes with wooden forks. Think of the environment. <laughs> right, so do you want to go on to the last storyline, which was plopped in right at the end, where we've got a hairdressing competition. Mm, you like plopping things in. You were talking about uh, Kathy plopping things in earlier. <laughs> now you're plopping in Chantel, Denise, yeah, plopping in Grey, Lola. In. Yeah, Cherie. Cherie's really getting on Denise's wick. And I thought you were going to say on your wick then. No, I like Cherie. I love Cherie. Yeah, she's yeah. fantastic. Love her. She's really cool. Mm. I mean, Denise is showing signs that she really is her sister's, Kim's sibling, <laughs> because she's becoming Kim. She's the jealousy storyline that Kim had against Chantel has just pretty much been transferred yeah, now over to, to Denise. I've like, done so much better, Cherie. Already. Yeah, but yeah, I love Cherie. I think she's really cool, but no doubt she'll turn out to be evil and horrible. No, I don't think she will. I really no, don't think she will. I, I hope think, not. I think she's that, a bit of fun, isn't she? Yeah, she's a bit of fun, and I think that kind of passing comment about you know, oh, this is you know, this is Patrick's house, not yours. I don't. I don't think there was any malice behind it. I think mm. it was just kind of like you know, hold on, don't get above your station here this is you know i really what she's doing in the salon isn't like she's helping yeah. denise i don't know why denise is getting like 
shirty with Because again, what's Denise really doing in the salon? <laughs> she just stands behind that reception desk drinking coffee. Mm. She's not doing anything and shouting, well, your next customer's here. Mm. And it's just... Ugh. It's strange, isn't it? Really but strange that Denise has this kind of venomous... I don't, I don't know what it is that she doesn't like about her. She's not being horrible. I know she moved her things around when she first arrived, but like... She's not doing anything now, like, really to upset Denise, is no, she? No, she's almost doing everything in her powers. Cherie is doing everything in her powers to try to get in Denise's good books. Mm. She comes up with the idea, which is a valid idea, of entering a competition to really promote the the mm. business. Well, it serves Denise right for opening a business, which she doesn't have any idea about. She has a GCSE in mm. English. <laughs> yeah. I mean, someone, so I'm going to open a salon. <laughs> someone posted, which I loved, I think it was... Oh, I don't want to say the name because I get it wrong. But they basically said that when people were getting their A-level results, they said that, um, you know, when you get your A-level results, just remember Denise got one GCSE and she now has her own business. <laughs> so it's, you know, it's worth remembering. Yeah, it's doable. <laughs> but not a successful business without Cherie. Well, or Chantel, who yeah, is... Lola's not much cop either. Well, She's no... been training for years. She was training when she was last on it. It was surprising how little Lola knew. <laughs> <laughs> it would take two years so to do your basic... <laughs> your basic training is two years, Lola. You've seen like six years since we last saw you. and She trained yeah. years then. Well, I thought she was working in a hairdresser while she was away That's as well. Because so... she was training at the same time as Paul Coker, wasn't she? Mm. That was ages ago. Mm. So she was she was basically showing how inept she was at her skills, and it was decided that Chantelle should enter the competition. Yeah. And they asked Gray, and they kind of pushed Gray, and Gray was like, "Yeah, yeah of Gray, course I don't um, mind. Chantelle said no, didn't she? Mm. And then Gray came in like to pick her up from yeah. work, and then he was like, "Oh, if you want to do it, Chantelle, you, you should do it." And Chantelle did want to do it, and then <laughs> skipped out the yeah, door. Yeah, left him on his own. <laughs> I know, but then rude. that's that's what caused. <laughs> yeah, it was quite rude to be fair, but that's what caused this this little detachment from. Chantel from Grey mm. made Grey very upset. Yeah. His little scowl came back out again. And so we just thought, oh no. He's just so nice in front of everyone, isn't he? He is. But, but yeah, yeah, I love the way she skipped out the door. <laughs> She's like, do, 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 do. I'm off to do a competition. So I think that is the end of the week. It is. We got there all the way through from A-levels to hair-ups. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what? Well, I think we need to read out some comments from people and find out who won the week. and find out what happened travel back in time yeah travel back in time and you know me i ain't one to gossip yes it's the end of the episode where we talk about who won the week and also your comments on facebook our twitter and our instagram account but before we do any of that it's ben's favorite part when he gets <laughs> to talk about an episode that he's rewatched from the past that happened on a date this week yes and Ben was chuckling a lot in the lounge this evening, so I'm presuming it's going to be quite funny, this It was story. a good one. It was two parts, oh part one and part two, and that screamed out to me, so I took it. Dedication. First up, we've got the birthdays and the deaths that we missed that people do not care about in 2019 <laughs> EastEnders. So the birthday that was missed this week, only one birthday was missed, 17th of August, 1968, little Lynn Hobbs was born. Oh, wow. Lynn Slater. Lynn Slater. So yeah, Kat's too busy with her mission. Maybe Stacey Martin had gone to her for a birthday? Perhaps. She is the Slater that has been forgotten. Mm. Well, she lives with seven dogs, which we remember. That's, That's true. what Jean said last year. <laughs> it's true. And we've got two deaths. So 14th of August, 1986. The first death. Well, the second death. Of Reg Cox is the first yeah, death. The second death, but... um. First character to be killed off is our oh, Andy. Andy, O'Brien. yeah, hit by a car <laughs> while saving a child what from running into the road. What hero, hero. Wolford? Because um, because Debbie went very quiet. 
for about a month, <laughs> didn't she? She would talk mm. like this. I might watch those episodes time. again, actually, because I love watching her, like, her traumatised. <laughs> and then fell in love with the police officer. F- fuzzy hair that's been blow-dried. Um, <laughs> and the other one was the 12th of August 2005, which not many people will probably know is Leo Taylor. He was a boyfriend of, like, one of the Miller daughters, and he died of a drug overdose. Boring. Wow. Well, maybe not at the time. Yeah, but, but he's boring. But forgotten. All the Millers are boring, so he's mm. not even a character, he's just a part of a Miller. To be fair, the Millers are boring. But anyway, the episode I watched, which was not boring, mm. was 13th of August 2012. Very special date for us, because Sharon Mitchell returns to EastEnders after a little six-year break. Now, is this her return when they did the promo of her flying yes. down? Torn- was it Hurricane, Hurricane Sharon? Sharon? I love that promo. because she knocks... Phil's um, proposing to Shirley... Oh, yeah. Um, Heather's recently been killed. Oh, God, yeah. It's the... My goodness. <laughs> Ian has turned up looking homeless and with, like, a beard. And... Was it Hobo yeah. Ian? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my. This is the setup for the Who Killed Lucy. Mm. This is pretty much where it starts. Yeah. And um, very good cast. Like, Roxy's there, Ronnie's there, Kat's there, like, Janine's there. Yeah. It's like, oh my God, it was all going on. And now Sharon's turned up at the door. Just as he, I feel, proposed to Shirley. I'm so excited. I've actually had to sit on my hands. <laughs> I'm so excited. And she says, says, yeah, Phil, you've got to help me. And she's in a wedding dress. Oh, yeah. With a little wedding coat on as well. I remember all this. Classy. Yeah. Typical Sharon. It literally, it's ridiculous and that makes no sense. She's run away from her wedding to like go to Phil's to ask for help. Mm-hmm. The help that she wants is for Phil to drive her back to the wedding because <laughs> she left Denny there. She left her own son <laughs> yeah. at her wedding. It's like, for God's sake, Sharon. So you've come all the way to Wolford, run away from your wedding when she was about to walk up the aisle, to ask Phil for help to drive her back to the wedding <laughs> to pick up Denny. This is classic. This so, is um, gold. So he leaves Shirley. Mm. Shirley's like, who is this? <laughs> of course, because Shirley yeah, wouldn't have met. Billy knew, though, so, which I found, obviously, he does, because he was there in, like, 98. But, yeah. like, you don't think about that, do you? Mm. But Roxy didn't know who she was, and nor did Lola. So Billy was filling... Roxy and Lola in on um who Sharon was in the history between oh, Grant. Surprises me. It's funny, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. So um he said, oh he she slept with Grant and Phil. And, <laughs> yeah. And, there, um, there was that there was that moment. Mm, Sharon and, gave. Uh, Roxy told um Shirley. So oh dear. But, um, Shirley's busy because she is helping Ian shave. Oh right. Because Ian, I think Jay and Phil know that Ben killed Heather. Mm-hmm. Shirley's trying to work it out who killed her and she sees the photo frame in Denise's house okay. and she wants to know who gave her the photo frame uh-huh. and at the same time she's trying to help Ian but I think Ian also knows about Heather which is a bit why he's gone or a bit loopy. It was part of the breakdown wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. So like, everyone knows about Heather apart from Shirley and she's helping all these people What on her wedding day? Oh no she'd just been no, proposed just been Sorry sorry I'm forgetting whose wedding day it was Sharon's, Sharon's yeah. <laughs> So yeah she's got a new man that she met while she was working at a bar he was a regular well, she, she always picks up men in the yeah. bar, doesn't she? Seems but, to be her um, thing. She just decided that she doesn't want to get married. And, like, she goes back to the wedding and he says, oh, do I not get, like, at least five minutes? And his sister comes and she's like, Sharon, how, what what are you doing? Why have you done this? And she goes, go go back and do what you do best. Have a drink. <laughs> it's like, all right, Sharon. All right, ke- kettle black. Yeah. <laughs> Pot kettle black. Like this random character we've never met before. <laughs> um, but yeah, you sort of see signs that he's kind of abusive, almost, to Sharon. Like, he grabs her and, like, mm. almost threatens her. He's not the hunky fireman, is he? No, he's hunky, mm. but not a fireman. But he's a bit abusive. Or her brother. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, and, like, Phil's behind, and he says, oh, you're just a bit cheap tart. And Phil, like, is behind, he said say that again <laughs> oh good old phil so yeah, he rescues her and the the woman who she said go have a drink to his sister they're both in a mini and she goes where's denny 
because she told Denny to sit somewhere while she talked to Phil. <laughs> go sit, and, the, um, sit on the bench somewhere. He's kidnapped Denny. Oh, wow. Her husband-to-be and sister, <laughs> drunk sister. <laughs> Goodness <laughs> so, me. So, um, yeah, that was part one and two. Wow. Yeah, Hurricane Sharon. Hurricane Sharon really, yeah, really did storm in. Mm. I mean, watching Classic EastEnders this week, um, Phil, basically from the early days, had a, a thing about rescuing Sharon because, obviously, he rescued her washing machine and <laughs> tumble dryer this week. He did, yeah. From Hunky the... Phil. And Grant. Hunky Phil and Grant. Yeah, young Phil and Grant. Wouldn't chuck them out of bed. <laughs> I do prefer Grant, though, after I saw his little underwear show at Julie's. <laughs> when he's wobbling his bum about. Oh, yeah. Oh, nice. Maybe we could talk about that another time. There's okay, Grant if we must. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that's great. So how can Sharon... Oh, I... Sharon's stint. She's yeah. not left since, so time's ticking. I was going to say, she Count does it in moment. stints, doesn't mm. she? So she's getting on the maybe the cusp of her wanting to... <laughs> jump ship for a little while mm. but i think she'd be silly too because obviously this starting to build up again it's getting yeah, a bit of a stay rep. forever yeah, she should might as well got nothing else to do it's done strictly <laughs> she could go, go to portugal maybe stay in a holiday home for three years and come back so excellent thank you very much i do strongly recommend that people watch hurricane sharon trailer on youtube just oh, google yeah. hurricane <laughs> she's sharon. like flying through wolf <laughs> Like Wothering Heights, isn't it? She's I would like, oh. love to see behind the scenes of that being filmed or mm. Letitia Dean like being hoisted up. <laughs> oh, that would be fantastic. Um, so as every week, we ask you who you think won the week on EastEnders. Uh, we gave you four options and they were Ikra Flat Out. Yeah. Okay. I like that. Bobby's Belief. Yeah, I like that too. Callum's Regret. Oh yeah, I like that. Yeah. And Jean's Counsel. Meh. It was all right, I thought. Yeah, it was all right, but yeah. everything else is above it. They, they filmed it in the cafeteria, the BBC East Inter's cafeteria. I mean, yeah, it was a strong week when you look back at it in that context, but thinking about how the episodes were constructed, it didn't really seem to be. Mm, Thursdays was like better than Fridays. Friday was a real week episode. Mm. It wasn't week, but like, it would have been nice to maybe end on the Callum one on a Friday, maybe. But it really, it, it kind of was a one-story horse, mm. if, as it were, and that was the Gene story. Anyway, so we asked you to vote. Who do you think came second? I'm asking you, Ben. Ikra. Not... You're right. <gasps> Ikra did come second. Ooh. Well done. I think that's the first time you've ever got it right. With 23% of the vote. Ooh, uh, third second. place. Third. Third place was... Bobby's belief with 18% of the vote. So between Callum's regret and Jean's counsel, who came first? Oh, I wonder. <laughs> the second place was 20%. So it's like a massive one for first. So it'll be Callum and then Jean will be last. Callum's regret came first with 49% of the vote Obviously. and Jean's was last with 10% of the vote. Mm-hmm. Thank you to everyone who voted. Remember, you can vote on our Twitter, Instagram, and our Facebook group. On Twitter, we're at EastEnders Week. On Instagram, we're at EastEnders Weekly Podcast. And on Facebook, just search EastEnders Weekly Podcast and then click to join the group. Really good group we've got so many people having chats mm. and conversations and lots this week lots of new people lots of people joining us um and i'm going to read some of the comments from our facebook group concerning the week mm. so james reed said i gasped not a really <gasps> yeah not really a fan of apparitions appearing in soaps so i'm glad that it was just a fleeting glance but great performance from clay that's yeah, obviously clay's the, very good that's the bobby and mm. Lu- lucy yes bit. gray suit Mm. Uh, Andy on our Facebook group said good ep that sets up a lot that's it (laughs) yes it does it's it's setting up all the storylines for the autumn yeah Ron on our Facebook group said the scene between Callum and Bobby is an example of what I love about EastEnders when two unrelated characters interact and it naturally moves along their individual stories yeah I like that too the Mm. Bobby and Callum story some which just feel random like the Cat and Kush one felt like what but then like Mm. other ones like Bobby and Ikra or whatever feel really good. 
concur. Or Kathy and everyone. Kathy, yeah, Kathy full stop. Kathy and Tiff next week. Who would have thought that? Ooh, who'd have thunked it? Trip on our Facebook group says, have to catch up, but happy aid is back. That's Daniel. Daniel. I was worried he'd been dropped already. I was a bit worried too. Yeah, I they thought kind he was like a forgot weird, about like... him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Sephiro on our Facebook group said, it's nice to see Callum have a storyline outside of Ben. And Whitney is still kind of a fool, but she's getting a perspective. Is that a innuendo there? A storyline outside of Ben? I don't think it was meant to be. Okay, I think good. he found something that wasn't there. <laughs> and Whitney is kind of a fool. But she's getting a perspective in the story, and it's great. That's great. We've, like I said, there's lots of comments on our Facebook group. Join our Facebook group. Join in the conversation. It's amazing, honestly. Everyone who's on there have great fun, and uh, you know, I learn a lot. Such from fun. People. Such fun. I learn a lot from the people on there. Yeah, um, we can just read their comments, and then we can just make a show. I was going to say, yeah, you're you're doing the show for us. Why not? <laughs> uh, other people who are doing the show for us are people on Twitter. Our Twitter handle is at Eastenders Week. A few comments on there. At the Quality Dan says only one man is worthy of the title this week, and that's Mr. Callum Highway. I think most of the comments were basically Callum. He's like the most popular character. At British Lola said, "I'm being serious." Robbie won the week. No, she's not being serious. I'm shrugging. <laughs> At Martin underscore Morgan said, Callum every time, hashtag Callum week. Oh, yeah. I'd like I'd like a week to solid Callum. Well. <laughs> like, no. Again, you're finding something that's not there. Callum solid for a week. <laughs> well, there will be when the wedding week. There's two episodes of a stag do and then a wedding. There'll probably be two episodes. That'll be the whole week. Excellent. I'll look forward to it. The end of the month. It's over... No, it's after bank holiday, isn't it? Stuart dresses up as a Roman soldier. Mm. There you go, everyone. That sounds kind of hot. He lies on the sofa and his little dress is open. Ooh. <laughs> on Instagram, Girk Hule, and I'm sorry if I pronounced your name wrong, mm-hmm. said Tony Clay really showed what an amazing actor he is. And and uh, also on Instagram, Haley underscore Coral underscore XX. By the way, apologies, Haley, for announcing your name wrong last week. She says, Bobby in Friday's ep, just everything about it was amazing. Yeah, I love Bobby. He's very good. Bobby was excellent. Mm. Really, really good. And so was Ka- I, I mean, I think everyone was great. Characters I normally say, or actors who I normally say, oh, they were a bit Robbie. Dumb. Even Robbie was fine. He was there. Sonia? Trumpet? I, lo- I loved Sonia. And yes, and that line when she said, you to know Bernie. what my biggest regret is? I gave up the trumpet. I just like... I, is I, this I... Bernie's new chess storyline? Where she's going to take up the trumpet and be taught by no, so- yeah, Sonia. Sonia might teach her the full love. Oh, yes. We wish we had Sonia's bisexual, but... don't we? Yeah. Or she's fluid. <laughs> you know. Bit of a weird age gap, but it's fine. Yeah. Well, well, we'll just have to wait and see. But um, maybe Bernie will learn to blow the trumpet. At band camp. At ba- <laughs> All right, 90. <laughs> well, Sonia can talk American about her... American Pie. Sonia's talking about her 90s storyline, and so can I. Well, you're making a reference to a film that's almost 20 years old how dare you um as i say you can find us on twitter instagram and our facebook group um thank you to everyone who's made comments as always we haven't had time to read them all out but um if you want to read them for yourself join the group or follow us on twitter and you can you can and we always tweet live when eastenders is broadcast live in the uk on a monday tuesday thursday and friday so come join in or and have on fun a wednesday with us. we'll tweet them too or Saturday or Sunday. Mm. If there was a Sunday omnibus, we might have considered it. No. But there isn't, so we can't. So uh, thank you for joining us and listening. Yeah, well, that's what you're getting, I'm afraid, guys, because we run out of time. Yeah, unless you yeah. want to give us some money, some sweet, sweet money. We, we need the money. <laughs> then we might make an even longer show. That's what our charity's going to be called. We need the money. <laughs> We're going to get Linda Davidson to endorse it. Yeah. With her sound bites of, I need the money. <laughs> <laughs>